0: How was your lunch today?
1: My lunch was disappointing. My lunch
0: was also disappointing. We went out. Pardon me for a moment. Oh, Ryan is uh, disrobing. <laughs> here on uh, the show. This is our first nude podcast. It is. It is. It's going to be our last one as well. Really? I think so. You're going to have to buy a new chair. Uh, I'm going to have to get a new co-host if we're going to continue <laughs> this nude podcast nonsense. Uh,
1: we went out to
0: get sushi. Yeah. Sushi at, place. At, at, a, at, a, at, lunchtime. at lunchtime. At lunchtime. At lunchtime we went out to get sushi. And, and what uh, happened? The sushi place was closed. Until 12.30. Uh, until 12.30. We were there at what, 11.30, I think? That seems like a legitimate time to 11:15, have lunch. 11.30. Yeah. Uh, closed till twelve thirty. So then we went to our our standard, you know, backup to everything plan. Backup to sushi. Backup to like, you know, real food. Backup to tobogganing. <laughs> backup to, you know, visiting our parents. Whatever uh, plan A is, if yeah. that
1: doesn't work out, we go to Taco Bell. Taco Bell is B. plan
0: B. Absolutely, and, B for Bell. And that was closed. That was closed also with people inside. With people inside. Some sort of a meeting. Absolutely. A meeting over what what sort of thing are we going to pretend is meat this week. I uh, think that was the subject of their meeting. It's, it's a good meeting. Yeah. Uh, I would have liked to sit in on that meeting. I'd like so to, to know what they pretend is meat.
1: So then we ended up going to Subway, Subway. which is uh, horrific.
0: It's just, I don't know, It's none of it is real. None of it, it, it's the bread isn't real bread, the meat isn't real meat, the vegetables maybe are real vegetables. Sort of. But uh, we wanted something
1: cheap and fast, and, and so it, it, and it was raining Subway. and snowing out. And yeah.
0: Subway is better, though. in Cheap and fast, it's better than Burger King and McDonald's, right? I mean, it's better for you. It's better for you. It doesn't taste as good. No, but it's better for you. I need to be eating things that are better for me. You probably do. I, what are you saying? <laughs> I'm not saying what anything. Are you are saying? I'm fat. Well, we're
1: both sitting here naked.
0: Ew! <laughs> so? uh, let's make it painfully clear that we are both sitting here clothed. Clothed. Absolutely clothed. Uh, Completely completely. clothed I sound like I have a lisp now Overly clothed Yes, the door is clothed
1: (laughs) Uh, So this is episode number 35 35 This, This podcast is
0: almost as old as I am Yeah, this podcast is as old as I am it is. Yeah, here's where, here's where we differ. Here's where you are far more ancient than I will ever be, because I am 35 and you are not. I am not. You are, can we say it? We can. 36. I am 36. Just decrepitly old. I am a multiple of 12. I am also a multiple of 12, just not a round number, so.
1: Interesting. Yeah, yes. It is.
0: We're going to a different
1: subset of math.
0: <laughs> I don't
1: know what I'm talking <laughs> How about. How many
0: subsets of math are you aware of?
1: Well, there's there's real numbers. Uh-huh. There's integers. Okay. There are imaginary numbers.
0: Uh, okay. That's
1: the little i. Uh, what are we talking about? We're math, apparently. <laughs> apparently, we are. This is no
0: longer Ryan and Brian do crosswords. It's now Ryan attempts to do math, and <laughs> Brian sits here confounded. <laughs> I think that's what's my, happening. My
1: logic has confounded you.
0: you you in general have confounded me. I we think. have a guest today we do he's not here in the studio he's but is not uh, unlike all our, our other guests yes they've all been here they've all live. been here naked and live yeah, yeah. all of them
1: uh, so I think we have a little bit of viewer mail to get to and yeah. then we will uh, do our high-tech thing and get our guest on the show
0: all right well let's start with viewer mail uh, yeah
1: viewer mail opening it up
0: all right I, I think last week's was better but we'll accept it all right thank yeah. you Uh, Our first viewer mail of the week comes from uh, our friend Amanda, the unparalleled parallel verse engineer. Indeed. Amanda has written to us, uh, and she thinks it's a great idea to do interviews sometimes, but not every week. Your banter is very enjoyable, and the variety is most welcome. Keep us guessing. (laughs) (laughs) I think we'll do just that. I think we will just keep you guessing. We will not tell anybody ever what we plan to do. No, because we don't know. We don't. We don't know until it's happening, and even then we sometimes don't know. Uh, she goes on to say uh, that she loved Ryan's impromptu riff on the male song Yes So you got a little, a I little, got, little kudos there yeah, on, that. on my nice. musical That's talents Absolutely And uh, she has suggested a nickname for uh, somebody who we will talk about again in a moment and that is John Delphin Yes She thinks that John Delphin's nickname should be John Delphin Piano Player and Public Puzzler Yes Piano Player and Public Puzzler That's a little tricky to say It is John but- Delphin Piano Player and Public Puzzler I like it, though. Do you? I, well, yes. It's, it's alliterative. It is alliterative. I would expect nothing less from Amanda.
1: Because well, you saying. said public puzzler in the last podcast when talking about John Delphin.
0: I might have also said piano player. Oh, I'm sure you he's did. Because he's that as well. So she's just taking that. So and she didn't invent this nickname. I invented well, no, this nickname. Well, she, no, she, she's taking credit for this nickname she, that I invented. She, she put it all together. It's like people who remix somebody else's music and claim that they've written a song. Well, this is, so this is the radio edit of... <laughs> Amanda has now remixed our last podcast <laughs> right. into a nickname. Exactly. Excellent. All right, well, <laughs> sure. condensed it. Do we need to like put our podcasts out there on a Creative Commons license or something in order to make them publicly accessible so that people oh, can Oh, sure, do we can do that would it make any difference at all if we had a creative commons license
1: Okay now read that next sentence though in the parentheses
0: Uh yes um, Amanda also says I second Ryan's idea for a challenge at the ACP team. Challenge I guess that that is the dueling pianos Dueling challenge. pianos between I, you and John Delfin Listen I'm going to argue this again on two counts one of them is a logistical count First of all there are no pianos That's not at true the tournament, let alone two pianos at the tournament That is second of all I will claim up and down and in every direction, that John Delphin is far superior to me in, in many things, crossword puzzles and piano playing. Okay. So really, the two things that, that we share in this world of puzzling and music, uh-huh. John Delphin is better than I am at both of these things. All right. So I'm not going to accept some kind of a challenge that is a guaranteed loss for me. I'm not. That's well, But, I mean, it's... I challenge you to go into the boxing ring with the, you know... But I don't Oscar claim to be a boxer. Player. I'm not a professional boxer. You are a professional piano player. right, I'm player. claiming to be a piano player. Then. But you are. I am are, no longer a piano player. You are. Player. You
1: have a piano right here. Look, I don't. Look, look, check this
0: out. What was that? That's a second. Okay. Very good. Applied remember, knowledge. You remember. Applied yes, knowledge. That applied knowledge. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. So that was Amanda's mail. There you go. Do we feel good about that one? We do. Great. So we're going to move on to our next viewer mail, which I'm going to have to enlarge because I know you're going to want to read it. Oh, I'd love to read. What I meant Uh, to say. This
1: last one is... It's not the last. This next one, before the close mutation, is uh, is from Mike (laughs) Nothnagel, crossword... (laughs) Oh, okay, wow. wait. Uh, it's Mike Nothnagel, pen, pen pal extraordinaire and constructor, constructor of the Friday, Friday puzzle. puzzle. And he actually constructed a Friday Puzzle for the first time in about three months. Well, not constructed, but it was in the Times. Yeah,
0: he was in the Times on a Friday.
1: Yeah, maybe two weeks ago. Yeah, and we, but, di- we forgot to mention it. it was a great puzzle, yeah, as usual. Of as course usual. it was.
0: Mike Nothnagel's specialty. It was yes.
1: wonderful. Uh, the Friday Puzzle. Uh, I've just finished listening to – this is Mike speaking – uh, or writing,
0: or this is this me speaking. This is Ryan playing the part of Mike Knofnagel, exactly. In today's podcast, the role of Mike will <laughs> usually not present. Well, see, I already talked about math. You did. So and maybe a, you are Mike Knofnagel. Is he not a math teacher? He is. A, I believe he's a math teacher. College math? I don't know. Mike, let us know what, yeah. what kind of math. What do you kind teach? of math? Do you teach? And tell Ryan some subsets of math. Maybe explain imaginary numbers.
1: Explain to imaginary you. numbers to me, and, and uh, tell me. Uh, explain it to me like I'm ordering coffee, like I'm a child. <laughs>
0: Oh, do we need to do we, we need, do, need to sidetrack So we went to a deli the other day. <laughs> I was I was hanging out with Ryan and his wife and we, we went into a deli and there was a woman ahead of us in line at the counter who was ordering coffee and having a lengthy conversation with the guy behind the counter about fleece. Yeah, about fleece fleece. Like like pullover jackets, you right. know, like the Patagonia things and uh yeah, not like, you know, lamb's wool, but <laughs> so and then she or but she orders uh, her coffee. She says, I'd like a, a large coffee with a lot of milk and one sugar. No, really, a lot of milk. Pretend you're making it for a child. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which I just thought was a ridiculous way to order coffee. And then we got sort of sucked into the yes, conversation. Yes, because then, then she goes on about fleece. She's telling the guy, you're not dressed warmly enough. You should have a fleece on. But we were you inside. Should... I, who knows? She wasn't talking to us. She's talking to a guy behind the counter. You don't, you know, a fleece. You need a fleece. Do you have a... And then she's looking around the store, and she says to me... I'm looking around the store to see if anybody here is wearing a fleece. And I just shook my head. I tried very much to extricate myself from the moment <laughs> immediately. She's looking around and then she turns back to the guy. Well, nobody has one. And, but that's what you should get. Is, you know what fleece is? Because I guess he maybe you know didn't speak English or not right. well or something. And then as the lady is leaving with her coffee, which by the way, I, you know how sometimes coffee will bubble up over the top of the lid uh-huh. a little bit? Uh-huh. You can tell from the color of it Whether there's enough milk. Uh There was not enough milk in this coffee. Way too dark uh, to have enough milk to be made for a child. (laughs) But the woman then says to me on the way out, she says, You know what I mean, though. He should have a fleece, right? (laughs) And that was her exit line. And I just, I I think I said, Yeah. (laughs) And she left. And you want to know the truth of the whole thing? Huh. I was wearing fleece at the time. <laughs> I had a fleece pullover on under my jacket. So you could have I, her out. I totally could have, and I very much actively did not.
1: Yeah, she was a little intrusive. Yeah, she was. Yeah. She was. we I mean, don't want to be pulled but into But it was her. entertaining.
0: It was. It was definitely
1: an entertaining uh, experience. So, uh, Mike, uh, after explaining to me imaginary numbers, goes on to say, uh, Every now and then, while listening to the podcast, I find myself talking back to it, answering a question one of you asks or something like that, and I always forget to write and tell you about my probably not very interesting insights. Now, I think all of your insights are interesting, Mike. I do too. Uh, For what it's worth, here are some thoughts that were inspired by this podcast. This is uh, podcast number 34 he's talking about. Uh, One, about Brian's feeling of hopelessness when completing a Saturday puzzle. We went on at great length. Yeah, I cannot do
0: Saturdays. That's what you think. And this past Saturday was continued that apparent you know non-existent belief there
1: mike says uh, i've been recording my solving times for all the times puzzles i've done since march of 2005 the overwhelming majority of my saturday times from back then are far beyond the 45 minute mark during the last six months i've only had one saturday time over 30 minutes now i'm not saying this to brag about my speed but rather that i don't think i'm significantly smarter than i was three years ago but i think i have learned something about how to decode a saturday puzzle now, the one thing he doesn't mention in this point is that he is significantly smarter than the two of us. Combined. Combined. Oh, well, yeah.
0: oh, uh, absolutely. But yeah. I do think... He came in, what, second at the Lollapozoola? Yes. He came in second or third? And that was without even doing his own puzzle. Like, he did one less puzzle than everybody else, and he, he still came in second.
1: Well, that's because we had a... a yeah, that's how good he is. He is that's very good. My point. He is very good. Uh, but I, I do... Th- I agree with his point, though, that a year ago if i was able to get a quarter of a saturday i was i felt i was doing quite well but now i can regularly well 40 to 50% of the time i can totally finish a saturday and for the most part i can get most of it
0: do you make up these numbers 40 to 50% of the time that's just do you have stats to back this up? I do, I do. Where? I, Where's your spreadsheet? I, I, I don't have a spreadsheet, no? but
1: I, I feel about half or maybe a little bit less than half of the time I can finish a Saturday puzzle totally. Yeah. It takes me about three days. Yeah, it does. It
0: does. Yeah, I can't do that. I can't spend three days doing much but of it. But
1: yet, as we discussed yesterday, you can sit and with a, a cryptic crossword. Yes. You,
0: you do have the patience I have spent for that. much longer with a cryptic crossword. Now, what is the difference between... The well, crypt- the cryptic crossword, every clue is its own little puzzle. So I'm not just trying to figure out the answer that goes into the grid, but I'm trying to decipher the clues, because... That's the whole thing with the cryptic crosswalks. The clue is not straightforward. It's a little game in itself. So there's 40 clues. That's like 40 little puzzles plus the grid. There's just a lot more going on there.
1: Well, there there is a lot more going on in a, in a cryptic. But That's I, why I can spend I more do, time with it. I do think that in a Saturday puzzle, certainly in the New York Times, a lot of the clues do need to be deciphered. Such as, and I know you weren't a big fan of this clue, but I liked it, oh, was... Man. Uh, a chain with many links, or 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 the name of what was it? I can't.
0: Units of a chain with links. Question, question mark. mark.
1: So you knew it was some sort of a wordplay, and I think that can be that is something that can be deciphered. What is it? What do they mean by chain? What do they mean yeah. by links? Did we and say it, what the answer was. The answer was iHops. iHops, which I thought was great. Units of a chain with links. iHops. Yeah. You didn't like it. I didn't. But it do- it does go to my point that there is deciphering that needs
0: to go on with... There is. It's a different kind of deciphering. And it, it is. And, and I feel like I can look at the clues in a cryptic for a, a much longer period of time and be processing different things in my mind, whereas I'm staring at a clue I just don't know the answer to in a Saturday puzzle. And... There aren't other... It's just like you either think of it or you don't think of it. And I don't have a good process that keeps me involved, that keeps me entertained. So, well, I, think we have so to I drift get you, away from it. we have to get you on point. Oh, we do? Yes. Oh. Well, I mean, I think... Well, the ACPT is two months away. I better, you,
1: yes. I better learn how to do crosswords. Um, but I think what, what Will does and what Will looks for, or at least one of the things on a Saturday, is, that is a the proper combination of things that are just facts... Uh, mixed in or crossing with things That you can actually figure out Like one across was something about uh, The answer was Omar Epps Which I had no idea what it was I, what was yeah, The, the clue? clue was the Mod Squad Co-star right. I didn't know if they were talking about the movie or the old TV show and I, I certainly... couldn't tell
0: you one person in the cast of either
1: e- Either could I so Now I, did... I can
0: tell you Omar Epps But right. for now I couldn't tell you so,
1: But I eventually figured that out Because I figured out the downs Okay
0: what was my point? I don't know. Did I have a point? Am no, I talking too sure. loud? You're definitely talking too loud, and we've been in Mike Knothnagel's email for like a week.
1: Well, I like my... Well, we, we have to go to point two, because okay, this is going to be about you. All right, point uh, two. A few years back, I took piano lessons for about three years, and I could never get the hang of thinking about my hands independently from each other. I could play two-handed, but I always remembered when to play something with one hand based on what the other hand was, was doing something. All right, I'm not sure what that sentence means.
0: I'm not really sure either. I'm curious about this. Now, Mike, you're an adult, so when you took piano lessons just a few years ago, you were learning piano as an adult. That's very different, I think, from learning as a child. Right. right? Uh, But I'm not really sure what you mean. I could play two-handed, but I always remembered when to play something with one hand based on what the other hand was doing something. Uh, you have an extra something <laughs> in the sentence that's confusing me a little bit, but I guess I think what I'm, I think what you mean is that you knew what the right hand did based on what the left hand was doing, and yes. vice versa. He uh, says, Brian, how did you finally break through that wall? I honestly don't know um, because I don't think I had the same wall. I don't think that I, I, unless the wall is, you know, how did you learn to think about it all at once instead of, you know, with one hand relative to the other? I guess maybe that's the question. I, I think I eventually just learned how to read. The, you know, the both hands at once of piano music simultaneously. And I wasn't treating them as two independent things I had to do at the same time. Hmm. Uh, I, I learned to read it as one thing that I would do all at once. We should really have John Delphin on the show to explain how to play the piano. Because he's you much how better at this. this he's probably better at explaining it, too. Um, so I'm going to add John Delphin to the list of people who frighten me. <laughs> so Frank Longo and John Delphin both frighten me.
1: Why does John Delfin frighten
0: Mike Nothnagel you? didn't used to frighten me as much as uh, he does now. Why? Uh, because of this last sentence? I think so. I, I, think it, I think it's <laughs> his last sentence. Um, no, 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 no. Um, everybody frightens me. Um, you get nervous around everything. I get terrified of people. So, I don't you know, frighten you. Uh, you don't. You don't. That's true. I don't really frighten anybody. No, no, not really. Um, so I think the answer is that when I was very young and first learning to do this, it was, this is what the right hand does, this is what the left hand does. And somehow, eventually, I got over the hump of, now it's just, this is what the hands do. Mm-hmm. you know. And the relationship was part of what I had to learn. It was the relationship between them. Uh, and still, if I'm playing something that's really difficult, or the, the two hands aren't in sync with each other, it's very difficult to figure it out, to really get it right, because there is no relationship there. So I think right. it's... I think it was mentally processing and understanding how both hands worked you know, in sync with each other that allowed me to stop separating it into the left hand and the right hand. And you think it was much easier to do learning it as a kid? Well, I think a lot of things are easier to do when you learn them as a kid. Uh-huh. Um, I, think, I think in general it's harder to learn things as an adult because you've already gotten to the point of learning most of what you're you know, really going to know uh, I mean, at least as far as like education things go, as far as like languages and mm-hmm. history and whatnot. and uh, I don't know. I feel like, for example, I'm about as accomplished a piano player as I'll ever be. But if I try to learn to play the guitar, it's going to drive me nuts. Right. Because I won't immediately be able to get it as well as I know how to play the piano.
1: Well, you should do that because I think there are, there, are, there are not enough things in your life
0: that are driving you nuts. Really? So yes. I should learn how to play the guitar? Definitely. Great. Thanks. Definitely. That's a good idea. Uh,
1: point number three. Oh, Oh, we're still in this email Well, I think
0: we should Finish oh this email
1: God. And I think we need To get to our guest And then we can Finish Come back to the viewer Yeah, because we're, we're, we're already late I think he's already waiting. Alright, uh, right. Point number three Very quickly uh, Mike Not- Nothnagel says I can't even take a shower While wearing my contacts Because I'm so paranoid One of them will fall out And go down the drain So I can't imagine Going scuba diving While wearing them uh, So yes I am probably going to be Wearing my contacts While I go scuba diving
0: Yeah Do, I wanna, you, wear, do you wear your contacts In the shower?
1: I do not. You don't. Do you wear your glasses in the shower? I uh, sometimes accidentally. Do you, you do that? No, do you sometimes never. go in and you think, "Wow, the water looks very clear today." No, no, never. Uh, I uh, sometimes do. I no. sometimes walk into the shower. How, uh,
0: when did you start wearing glasses?
1: Uh, when I was. Uh, when did I start needing to wear glasses, or when did I start wearing glasses? <laughs> <laughs> and I need to
0: know both of these things now. Uh,
1: needing to wear glasses probably uh, six or seven. Wearing glasses.
0: Fourteen? Oh my
2: God! Are you
1: serious? <laughs> yeah, you went eight years. I went a while being
0: able to see anything. Yeah,
1: I went a while. Did you
0: just not tell anybody that you were having trouble?
1: Uh, sort of. I sat oh very close God. to the. I because I was worried that they would make me look like a nerd.
2: Oh
0: well. <laughs> gosh, I don't know why that would ever <laughs> cross your mind. Uh, yes. Oh. So, uh, we're now, going... we're going to pause the viewer mail back because right. we have to come back to a little more Mike Knothnagel, I think, afterward, too. All right. Uh, as well as go on to our final viewer mail. But our interview subject, I believe, is is, uh, is waiting is waiting so, to hear from us. We should uh, get on that.
1: All right, it's ringing.
0: Hello? Hello. I is hope, this Ben? Hi, uh, this is Ben. B- well, hello, this is Brian. And this is Ryan. Hi, Brian, how are you? I'm doing well. Uh, can you hear us both? Uh,
2: I'm, I'm, I'm getting a
1: little bit of, uh, of, of delay, but I can hear
0: you. All right. Is there a delay now? Uh, that sounded <laughs> a little better. Yes, <laughs> right. there is a delay. All right, well, well, we'll be sure to stop talking well in advance of when you need to answer. Okay, okay. <laughs> Try to make up for the delay. You, could you uh, introduce yourself and tell us who you are? Sure. My name is Ben Tastic. Uh I am a Christian. I have been writing crossword puzzles
1: for approximately four years now, um, and uh, I am also a graduate student at NYU. So what are you? What are you in graduate school for?
2: I'm studying ethnomusicology, getting a PhD.
1: Very cool. What What is ethnomusicology? I don't.
2: Yeah, I mean it's a it's, a, it's, a, it's not it's not the most uh, direct name. Um, it's it's essentially the anthropology of music. Different musical genres, different musical cultures. Um, you know, from from around the world.
1: Wow. And do you play an instrument or you just study music?
2: I do. I play, I play guitar and I sing, although um, you know, being in school it's uh, sometimes I find I'm too busy to commit to musical projects but I, I do play.
0: Wow, that's very exciting. We called you here. We're, we're in the middle of doing our podcast here, of course, and we called you. I asked you to introduce yourself because we hadn't really said yet who you were. But let's also clarify that you're not only uh, apparently an ethnomusicologist in training, <laughs> but uh, also yeah. you're the editor of the crossword puzzle at The Onion. That's right. Uh-huh.
1: How, how did that come
0: about?
2: Well, I mean, I, I actually do, uh, I, I edit two puzzles. Uh, the first one is uh, a weekly syndicated puzzle that appears in a number of alt weeklies around the country. Okay, and um, and uh, at the time that uh, I found out the Onion was considering adding a crossword puzzle, I've been doing that puzzle for for a couple of years, so I already had a lot of connections, a lot of experience. Oh, all right. Um, now, uh, what happened was that the editor of the AV Club, which is the Onion's you know right. uh, non satirical art section, uh, it, and it posted it, it, uh, before, on the AV Club blog online. Uh, that he'd just seen wordplay. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, he he was just sort of speculating about, you know, where we had a crossword puzzle. And, uh, a friend of mine who went that at the tournament alerted me to this post, and I immediately wrote to uh, the editor, and, uh, you know, within a, co- a couple of months, we'd worked out, uh, you know, a program for uh, for having a regular weekly crossword puzzle
1: with them. We love the puzzle. I, I th- we think it's great. You have great uh, uh, constructors, and, and I think... One of the things that I love most about it is that it certainly does not uh, pass the Sunday morning breakfast test.
2: No, deliberately. <laughs> uh,
1: and, and, and I just think that, that in the New York Times, when you that a lot of times you see a, a clue that could be a little racy, and you think, uh-huh. well, certainly the answer is not going to be what I'm immediately thinking of, whereas in the Onion, it very often is what you're immediately thinking of. Which, uh, right, right, right. I, I, and, and so, so now you say it's, it's deliberately. Now, talk about that. Did you talk with people and say, well, I want this to be a little off color?
2: Well, I mean, you know, we were really just kind of, um, I mean, the rule for, for puzzles in general is, you know, uh, only, only include content that would appear in, uh, the paper, in the, in the, in the rest of the paper mm-hmm. in general. Right? So, I mean, so that's kind of, a... That's kind of the the rationale for the New York Times being, uh, you know, in in certain ways a little tougher uh, than than other publications because you know the content of the New York Times is uh, you know pitched at you know intelligent readership, and the Onion is pitched at uh, you know an eighteen to Thirty-five-year-olds or something, um, you know, who have a kind of an, a more extensive pop-cultural knowledge, right? Um, you know, who find who find dirty jokes funny. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, so you know, we just kind of, uh, you know, we, we just kind of follow that rule, um, you know, and, and try to keep the content of the puzzle consistent with the rest of
1: the, of the publication. And do you do you find your constructors uh, uh, leap energetically at the uh, possibility to put in <laughs> dirty jokes?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely, uh, they all love it. Um, you know, I uh, I picked I, I deliberately picked seven constructors who I knew would take full advantage of uh, of the medium. Uh, you know, Tyler Hendon, uh, the multi multi-time uh, crosser puzzle tournament champion. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, he he loves to he loves to make to make jokes. Um, you know, I mean, he's recently graduated from college and you know has has that kind of tough of where Byron Walden. Does um, wonderful thing with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody
1: does. So, so yeah. Yeah, I just did uh, a, a Tyler Hinman from uh, it was the Confucius one from uh, April, I think, last April, where the the clue yeah. was uh, third base and the answer was oral. I I thought that was that was quite <laughs> that's funny. That's terrific. Was, yeah. uh, and and uh, so now who are you, now do you just work with the seven constructors and you just kind of cycle through them or or do you get submissions from other people? have
2: a regular rotation um you know i've just i've got too much going on with my you know between my two puzzles and my uh, phd program i've got too much going on to have a an open submission process uh-huh. so you know i just send out a schedule every couple of months and you know everybody's everybody's on the hook for the one puzzle in that period oh, okay that's how it works
1: and and uh how, what is the editing process for you
2: you know uh i try to be as hands-off about it as possible mm-hmm. um because uh You know, the, the instructors are good, and I trust them, um, as, you know, as, as much as I can. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I try to make sure that, uh, the degree of dirtiness is, uh, within reason, let's say. (laughs) You know, I always want to keep those, those kinds of jokes clever. Uh Um, you know, even as they kind of play to that sensibility, you know, I don't want them to be just kind of, uh, gross
1: for the sake of being gross. You know, I want, I want it to be justified every time. Uh, so I kind of police that a little bit. Um, you know, sometimes a puzzle will we'll, uh, we'll, we'll maybe not have enough um, jokes in, in that register, and then, I'll, and then I'll kind of adjust a couple of clues. Mm-hmm. Um, and the rest of it is just normal, you know, just normal editing for, for factual correctness. Although we also uh, edit each other's puzzles, so everybody gets a chance to see everybody else's work before it goes to publication. Um, now, and, and you, you write a puzzle. Or you're in that cycle as well, Correct.
0: Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking at some of these names here. You got Brendan Emmett Quigley in there, Byron Walden, Francis Heaney, Matt Jones, Matt Gaffney, and Deb uh, Deb Amlin. Deb Amlin, yeah. All right. yeah. So uh, it's a terrific assortment of people. And
1: uh, another one of the puzzles uh, I just did was the uh, proposal puzzle, which was uh, uh, sorry, what was it? Sorry, but the New York Times was too expensive. Will you marry me anyway? And <laughs> how, how did how did that one come about? I'm trying to remember, uh, I, I actually can't recall at the moment
2: how, uh, how I first found out, oh, you know what, it was actually through someone at the uh, at the AV club uh, mm-hmm. who knew somebody who wanted to, uh, I, mean, I think it was somebody within the onion company um, who wanted to, to uh, propose. So they, they asked if it would be possible and then I told uh, my staff about it and uh, Francis Heaney had that great idea.
0: Now, I want to stray a little away from the crosswords and, and talk a little bit more about this ethnomusicology. What do you do with that degree? Like, when you're done studying that, what what will you do?
2: Well, I mean, like a lot of PhDs, I mean, the, the, the kind of, like, uh, most, you know, most natural thing to do with it is, is get a teaching job, um, you know, university, job uh, as a professor. Okay. That's so, probably what i do. I mean, there are, there are quite a few ethnomusicologists who get jobs or archives. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. so obviously, there's a lot of um, you know organizations that deal with recorded music outside of the universities, and uh, those places are kind of a natural home for attending colleges. But I don't think I would do that. I think I probably would work in a university. I love teaching. It's like much other
1: thing. This brings you back to my thing about how musicians and people who are interested uh, in music are uh, also puzzle people. Uh, have you have you found to, that? I
2: tried to write a paper about
1: this a few years ago. Did but, you really? Uh, I want to see this paper. Well, it it never got finished, but i mean. I'll finish it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I agree that it's an interesting
2: subject. I mean... uh, What are your feelings on it? Well, I mean, I guess my... I mean, the the way that I approached it was like, you know, if you have this kind of, you know, mathematical mind and you like to kind of have things ordered and puzzles, uh, you know, writing puzzles... It's an extremely satisfying feeling, you know. Everything fits, everything makes sense, everything's mm-hmm. kind of correct. Um, and and in, and in music, can be, the, you know the same uh, the same kind of feeling. I mean, you know, if you're particularly if you're composing in a system, right? If you're you know if you're uh, if you're if you're notating the music, then you know you get that kind of same sense of completeness where 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 there's a right and a wrong way to do things. And, when you finish the composition, it's, it's kind of complete. It's, it's, it's all kind of kept interior.
0: All right, well, that makes sense. Are you a, c- a composer as well? I mean, I have composed, but, I mean, I most of my composition was electronic music, and I made it um, using software that, that was not notational software. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it
1: was a different kind of experience. But I do think, I really do have to say that writing crossword puzzles kind of satisfies the same urge for me that composing music does. Interesting. Um, and it's very hard to explain, but it but it definitely does. And and are, do yeah. you find that you're also good at math? You
2: know, I used to be, but I, I, I sort of like disliked it, like I don't really know why, it's, but
1: so I didn't. But you did feel like you had an aptitude for it, and if it, it interested you, you could pursue it as I don't know a mathematician's career. I don't know what they do.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, did, I mean, I remember I did like better on my like on the math part of my SAT, than uh-huh. on, on the English
0: part. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Same as so you? did I. So <laughs> did I. I. We talked about this in last week's podcast. I. Okay. I outdid my verbal SAT by several hundred points. It was, it was really quite dismal.
1: So it's math, crosswords, and music. Three things that I am not good at at all. Right. Uh, what are you good at, Ronnie? Uh, podcasting. Podcasting. Yeah, okay, you that,
0: that's your niche.
1: Okay, yeah. So, so they, But they all seem to be, to be ordered, and the, there's a system to all three of them. And there's maybe a completeness to all three. See, I am finishing your. your
0: <laughs> I thesis. feel like this is the through line to our podcast this series. Is. is Ryan's discovery of how these things connect to I each other? I think it's fascinating. That's going to be our series finale. Will be your PhD project on this topic.
1: It's fascinating. I mean, if you look at wordplay, so many of the people they interviewed were musicians or, well, I, I guess, base baseball. I find to be a lot to do with math because they interviewed Mike Mussina. Yeah. Uh, and that's a lot with numbers and and John Delfin and, and the Indigo Girls, the Indigo Girls. Yeah, yeah. So I do I, do, I find this fascinating. Yeah. Maybe I'm the only one. But You're no, not. Apparently, apparently, apparently Ben
0: thought this was fascinating. He, he we're writing a paper, a paper together. Oh, oh. <laughs> you guys are going to team up for a dissertation. <laughs>
1: it's fantastic. I could have part of a PhD. So that, that
2: part of, I mean I think there's a part of my my like the way that I write crossword puzzles that's kind of uh, you know uh, almost almost antagonistic to that to that sense of control. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, part of the reason that I like to include entries that are, um, you know, like a little bit off-kilter, a little off-color, is because, uh, you know, when you have this system of kind of overwhelming order, it can just be, like, really wonderful to, to, to break the rules a little bit. And uh, I, I think in constructing
1: those are among the most satisfying moments for me. Getting off the, this subject a little bit, we didn't ask, I mean, how did you start being interested in puzzles? How did that come about?
2: Well, um I mean it was it was really through a, a moment of, of, of breaking the rules I guess um, I was uh, I was on an airplane I've been solving for about you know six months or a year uh-huh. and I was on an airplane doing a doing an airplane and you know they reprint like this right. on day right I' and it was a corner I couldn't get um, and so I just started filling it I just start, I tried to fill in the corner with my own words um, <laughs> And, uh, you know, just to see if I could make them fit, you know, just to see if I could do a, a fill, you know, in a little a corner. And then when I got back from my trip, I was like, I was just absolutely preoccupied with uh, with continuing that, because mm-hmm. it had been just kind of just a, just a satisfying feeling, you know. Just, I mean, I was, I was tired of, of solving, I wanted, to, I wanted to construct, you know, I wanted to be on the other end. And, um, and, I, and then I joined the cruciverb List, which uh-huh. is uh, the, the, the email lister for... Crossword constructors. I kind of I, I lurked for a while, I listened to the conversations and then eventually I you know, just tried to write my own puzzle and uh and it was terrible. It was it was absolute nonsense. It didn't make any sense. Uh-huh. So, um, <laughs> so I sent the I sent the puzzle to Nancy Solomon and she uh you know famously generous about giving advice. Right. Um, you know she she'll help as many I think she said as many as seven young constructors at a time. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you all the ways that you're
1: It's like kung fu It is like You yeah. were able to Finally grasp the The roach Out of the guy's hand uh, the Is that what it is the I pebble. don't
0: know Now so then and Nobody then, has ever said to me Brian you are ready Oh and <laughs> be free anything. Like no I've not been let loose On any Any task
1: So then Did you not With podcasting Not even with podcasting <laughs> no. I still
0: have to have Ryan here Yes He's got me on a leash It's it's rough
1: Now so then, then, then Did you start submitting To the Times
2: Yeah Yeah I submitted um, The first the first puzzle I published was in the USA Today. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second one I think was in the LA Times. Um, and, it, and while these were getting published, because uh, they have faster turnaround times, I had a couple that were pending with the New York Times. And oh, you, um, did. you know, I I think maybe like by by, by the beginning of, of the next year of 2005, I got a notification from Bill Short that you know he was going to publish one of my puzzles. And then sometime that spring, it ran.
1: Uh, and what was it like uh, when your first public Puzzle got published in the New York Times. It was amazing. Absolutely amazing. I mean, there's just no feeling like it. Uh-huh.
2: You know, I, I sent it to everybody. You know, I, I bought many copies. Uh-huh. Uh, so, you know, my parents
0: put it out. Uh, uh, I'm sure they did. Now, I'm looking at some of the... You've got a handful... We're looking at xwordinfo.com, which is Jim Horn's uh, fantastic site of crossword statistics about the New York Times. And one of your puzzles here is credited by Ben and Mark housing is this uh, your brother your father that's my father
2: yeah and and, and you'll notice that that was um, published on on father's day oh yeah i see of course and the
0: title is dear old dad okay that makes sense yeah yeah my
2: dad has been my dad has been solving puzzles for i don't know how many years maybe 30 um wow and uh and and you know i mean i didn't i wasn't interested in solving at all when i was growing up Uh-huh. Um, and so, you know, we, we we kind of put
1: together this theme You know, we, we we thought this would be fun And we put together this theme and, and workshopped it And, you know, he wrote a lot of the clues And did some of the film and the Wow, went you are a great son I'm going to call my mom Yeah? When I, when he finishes. Does your podcast. mom do crossword No, puzzles? she doesn't But no? I'm going to call her anyway Oh, well, that sounds good You should <laughs> Well, um, I think uh, Does that wrap this I up? I think that's going to wrap I this, this up I think that
0: might be all, all we've got
1: Um, Thank you so much we
0: really honestly love the Onion Puzzle. I think it's an absolute delight. It it's, is so it's, much fun to stray away from kind of the standard, I don't know, the standard rules that are in the Times and the L.A. Times and the Sun. And um, Thank you so much. Uh,
2: uh, would it be okay if I gave the, the URL for, um, for joining the email list? Absolutely. The club, and in- club Puzzles? Definitely. Okay. It's, um, it's http colon slash slash groups dot google dot com. Mm-hmm. Probably also just go to. You can probably also just Google, um, you know, Google Group Thinkwell, and you and you get it from
0: that. All right, we'll also put that link on our post when we put this podcast up. Yes,
2: thank you so much.
0: Absolutely, thank you, Ben. Uh, it's been a pleasure, ben. and hopefully, we'll meet you at the uh, tournament in the spring.
2: I greatly look forward to it.
0: All right, excellent. Well, take bye. care, bye. Ben. Bye. We'll talk to you later. Bye, bye, Ben. See you. Ben Tausig. Ben Tausig, the Onion AV crossword puzzle. That, that is, it's a lot of fun. It puzzle. really is. I enjoy it. I, I'm so pleased that it's out there, that there's something, I don't know, just kind of off the beaten path. A little alternative. Yeah, absolutely. But, it's kind but, of a lot alternative. It is a lot times. alternative, but
1: it's also people who know the rules, know how to construct a puzzle, have constructed for the times. Obviously, people like Tyler Hinman and yeah. and and and... and Brad Wilburn, sure. whatnot.
0: Well, I think to be able to do something that strays from the format, it's like what we were saying about composing music. You have to kind of know the right. the guidelines in order to successfully break out of them. Right. And, and I think that's what makes,
1: for me, what makes, I, I know I'm kind of harping on a little bit, but makes the dirty jokes to me so much fun is that they are dirty, but they still conform to the crossword rules. They're not just dirty, as he said, they're not just dirty for the sake of being dirty. They actually right. make sense in the puzzle, and they wow. add to it. And, so anyway, we, we love it, and thanks yeah. to Ben for being on.
0: Um, we have one more viewer mail to get to. All like
1: right, that. which has some history.
0: Well, now we've set the whole thing up, and we've been talking about them throughout the whole show, and it's... Uh, well, we
1: haven't actually set this up.
0: No, well, we set up that we were coming to this.
1: Right. But I think we need some backstory as to what we're talking about.
0: Okay, so let me uh, let me back up then. In last well, week's show... We don't have to back up all the way. Well, let's just back up to last week's show. We'll re- we'll rehash this moment, right? All right. So in last week's... Do you want to rehash? No, no, no. I,
1: I read the last one. Okay. Well, I read part you of the read last one. You read week, most of the last one. So you can read most of this one. All right, you great. You can read three-fourths of this great. one. Great. I will
0: leave out all words that begin with the last quarter of the alphabet. So like everything from T to the N. Is that the
1: last quarter? I don't know. Wait there's 26 letters.
0: Yeah, it's not really divisible by 4. Not with whole numbers. All right, so 26 divided by 4 is like 6 and a half. 6 and a half. Yeah.
1: Is it? Yes. 6 and a half plus 6 and a half is 13. Oh, 6
0: and a half. 1 plus 1 plus 2 plus 1. 1 plus 1 plus 2 plus 1. 6 and a half plus 6 and a half plus 6 and a half is 26. So the last 6 and a half letters... T-U-V-W-X-Y-Z. So it's like half of T. I was right. So half of T and then U-V-W-X-Y-Z would be the last six and a half. All right, so you don't... Letters. So I'll, I'll read those. All right, fine. Here we go. From John Delphin. Curious to... know What? ...reaction... Y'all... ...might have had... ...to the... P-I-slash-P-A game. All right, this is not working. What do you mean? We're rehashing an old email. John had asked us What, last what do you week. mean it's not working? I mean it's not working. We need to explain what we're doing. Uh, we, this is, we just spent an hour explaining it. It. We, we, it was painful, and I'm going to edit it out. Uh, no, we, we don't edit anymore. No, We'll,
1: we'll, we we'll, edit. Edit. Oh, oh, we'll edit. edit this. Okay, good.
0: So last week we read John's email where he asked us about a previous week's NPR Puzzle Master Show game. Right. In which Will Shortz presented a bunch of clues to the listener, and the answer to each clue was a two-word phrase where one word began with P-A and one word began with P-I. Right. Ping pong paddle, pizza parlor, Pink Panther. Like these were some Cole of the Pierce. things. That was not part of it, but I said that one on the last show. But that fits the rules. So Ryan and I listened to the NPR show. We listened to this, and then we read John's email again, and we had no idea what John wanted us to talk about. Right? We, we didn't understand it because it was a an NPR show. And, it was a normal. You know, it seemed show. fine, you know. It didn't mention us. It didn't mention us, although it should have, since neither of our names begin with P. Uh, so we wrote back to we wrote back to John to ask him, "What are you talking about? Did you mean to email us?" What are you, what are you, this... what are you doing there? Why, why, doing why, why
1: are you? I thought you were going to the email. I was. I couldn't You're, find it. it. It's the... right. It's the third one from the top.
0: No, no, no. I couldn't find the one we sent to him. I was looking for the one that we wrote to him oh. to ask for clarification. Uh, we, I don't think we did. We said it on. We the just air. talked about it on the show. We asked for elucidation. Oh, we asked on the show. Oh, that's right. So he emailed us again right. to prove to us that he listens to our show. Yes. Okay, excellent. And His email is titled... Eluc- elucidation. Exactly. So John writes to us, uh, am I reading this or are you reading this?
1: I thought we're doing the, the thing. We're not.
0: Right? No, that doesn't work. What do you mean? It doesn't work.
1: Let's try for the first sentence. <laughs> I'm torn.
0: I think that works. Yeah? You want to try to read this whole thing this way? Uh, maybe okay. Not. You go for it. Uh, I'm torn. Part of me is thinking that if you wanted me to explain what I meant by my question, you should have asked me.
1: <laughs> now, at this point, I'm thinking John Dolphin is pissed at us.
0: I think he is pissed at us. <laughs> is he? I don't know. Another part of me thinks that if you had, you would have had to find some other way to fill seven minutes of your podcast, <laughs> and that might have been a problem. Uh, let me assure you, John Delfin, we have no trouble <laughs> filling seven minutes of our podcast with complete nonsense. But... but this We've done that a hundred times over now.
1: We, we have. But like it was, this. It was good... To have a, a a something to focus that nonsense on.
0: Yeah, that's true. And so, in that regard, I kind of like that our communication with John Delphin is us on a podcast, <laughs> and then him emailing us directly. <laughs> so it, it's sort of two one-sided conversations. Yes. They're completely non-participatory. Right. It's it's really rather unique. I, 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 I wish I all my relationships
1: have... were like this.
0: <laughs> I certainly wish ours was. That would be uh, a paradise. Uh, So what he says now is, I was curious to hear you talk about the on-air puzzle as if it were a crossword gimmick. Did you think it was fair, unfair, too hard, too easy, whatever? And the qualification about the contestant, because he had said, what would we have thought had the contestant known all the answers? Uh, The qualification about the contestant was included because I wondered if the puzzle might have seemed easier had the contestant had less trouble with it. I think, as far as gimmicks go... It would be a fine gimmick for a puzzle.
1: Right, so, so but just before we go on to that... This, oh, sorry. So, what he was saying in the first email was, was related to crossword puzzles. Well, he,
0: yes, he was, he was talking about an on-air puzzle and wanted to know what we thought of it in terms of being a crossword gimmick. Okay. Right? I think so. You didn't understand... You didn't understand. No, 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 I had to explain this to you. I explained this to you yesterday. But you didn't You
1: didn't understand last week.
0: I didn't understand John's first email. Right. I understood his last, second email. Last week. Yes, well, you didn't understand why do, the second why email. Why do you
1: have to repeat...
0: <coughs> why do you have to
1: say I'm wrong, repeat, but, but then just repeat something saying the same thing but in different words?
0: I just need to make sure you understand that you're wrong.
1: <laughs> but I wasn't wrong, I was correct.
0: No... Correct is the opposite of wrong.
1: No, but you, I said last week, and you said his last email. Those are the, those, in this context, those two things are the same.
0: My, yes, my point is that your wrongness was relative to the email, not relative to the time of the year in which you were wrong. I don't care that you were wrong last week or last month. It was, you were wrong about the last email. But I was, but the last
1: email, I was wrong about it last week. Was I not?
0: If I say yes, I'm giving in. I, I really don't know what to do here. Uh, viewers, please help me. Why don't you write into rbxblog at gmail.com and advise me how to deal with Ryan when he's being like this.
1: I'm not being like Because I, I
0: really don't know what to do. I'm
1: not being like uh, anything. I'm just saying that I feel like I was right and that... There was no need to no, clarify. No, 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 this is because yesterday,
0: yesterday I let you be right twice about things, and now you're trying to get a third one out of me for free. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen on this I, show. I
1: thought I would get two things a day.
0: No, no, you know, no, you get two <laughs> things. Period. That was it. <laughs> that was you it. You happened to get them both yesterday, and that's very lucky. What What are we talking about here? You're, this now theme as a crossword gimmick. Now we're going back to his original point. Right, which is, what would this theme be like as a crossword gimmick? I think it would be fine. I think it would be a satisfying gimmick. I think your challenge would be uh, finding enough PIPA phrases that uh, fit within the confines of the grid. Right. But I'm sure that you could. Uh, I imagine this, this seems to me like it might be like a Tuesday-ish kind of a theme. Uh, so you end up having, what, four or five entries on a, on a standard puzzle? Right. Um, I would think in a crossword they'd probably all have to be PIPA. Or P-A-P-I... You have to like, be symmetrical. No, but I'm saying like like Pizza Parlor, Pink Panther... Right, that's what I'm P-I-P-A, saying. PA as opposed to Paul Pierce, which is P-A-P-I, I said symmetrical. That's not symmetrical. That is. It's no, a, it has a no. symmetry to it. No. What do you mean no? I mean no, that's, that's a symmetry.
1: not symmetry. How is that not symmetry? That's not symmetry. What it's a, similarity. It's symmetry. Not really. It is. P-A... I don't think so. No, I think that's symmetry. I don't think so.
0: So, John Dolphin, the answer is Yes. Um, I want to know, John Delphin. are you thinking of turning this into a puzzle? I don't know. Do you construct puzzles? He does. He does? Yeah, they, they've been in the times. Okay. Haven't I, they? I, I don't know. I think they have. Okay. I know he's a great solver. I know he was uh, many times a finalist, maybe a, a one-time, two-time winner at the ACPT. We I'm should really sure. try
1: to edit this out and, and figure out his facts before we... Maybe we should.
0: We'll look into that. All right. Uh, so is that the end of our, of our email? Apparently, the snapping has begun. Viewer mail, opening it up. Okay, it's the end of the viewer mail. So what? Are oh, doing? oh my God! I reopened the you viewer did. mail. So now bag. we have two viewer mail bags open. Oh. we have no letters to read at this point.
1: Viewer mail, closing it up and closing up that one over there. <laughs> Took me a while to find the second. I think that's it. Or is that it? I think that really ought to be it. Uh, we've had a guest. We've had viewer mail. We've had uh, talk about puzzles. We've had uh, dueling pianos. Yeah. We've had seconds.
0: Do you have anything else you need to say?
1: No, I think uh, we will be back next week. Because you'll, we'll be. you'll be here. Yeah. And I'll be here. All right. Yeah, so we'll be
0: back next week. So a week from now, we'll be doing episode 36.
1: Uh, Merry Christmas.
0: Happy Hanukkah.